0: You are listening to Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, with your host, Randy Sutton. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement here on the America Out Loud Network. I'm your host, Randy Sutton, 34-year police veteran, author of A Cop's Life, and the founder of The Wounded Blue, the national assistance and support organization for injured and disabled law enforcement officers. We have a great show for you today. Well, I think it's a great show anyway. So let's take a walk into the briefing room, where I'm going to give you my view from the blue. I think I'm going to title this show Clueless in Seattle, because once again, the leadership, and I always use that term loosely when I talk about the city leadership and police leadership of of uh, places like Portland and Seattle and New York and a few other places. But they have once again proven themselves to be absolutely clueless and could care less about the public safety in their city. They are so interested in their power and their control that they care nothing about the people whose lives are actually impacted by law enforcement, which is everyone in their city. So Seattle, of course, has made headlines with their unbelievably radical liberal agenda of trying to defund, destroy, demonize, dehumanize the police. And they've been very effective at it. They've defunded it quite a bit. In fact, uh, they're already down hundreds of officers just because of the way they treat their cops. Now you add on to that some of the other insanity that's been taking place there and, and I, I'm going read I'm going to read you a headline then we're going to talk about this, this craziness. Here's the headline. this is out of the Police Tribune. Seattle Police Oversight Board decides abandoning the East Precinct amid riots was a good decision. The Police Oversight Committee has announced that its investigation has determined the Seattle Police Department brass hadn't violated department policy or broken any laws when they ordered officers to abandon the East Precinct station house during the riots after the George Floyd death. Seattle police officers were ordered to abandon the station on June 9th amidst riots following George Floyd's death in the custody of the Minneapolis police so if you'll remember and i remember it like it was yesterday because i talked about it extensively the rioters had attacked the city of seattle i mean they were they were going absolutely insane they were burning they were looting they were rioting they were shooting they were it, it was it was madness and the leadership quote unquote of the city and the police department basically told the cops to be hands off and stand down and they ceded the the city basically to the anarchists of antifa and Black Lives Matter, and rioters and looters, and it got to the point where they, the 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 rioters and the looters and the, and the and the criminals felt so empowered that they attacked the the East Precinct. I mean, it was it was like something out of out of some weird sci-fi futuristic movie where where the, the the vast mob turns on its police and attacks the station. Now they they literally removed barriers, security barriers, and then were throwing Molotov cocktails. And the police, the officers there, were literally ordered to stand down and do nothing as these animals attacked their station. And then in the in the wisdom of the city and the and the police leadership they actually gave the order to abandon to run away to flee to surrender the station to this lawless mob it is it is beyond belief it's one of the few times in American history where a mob has has forced the police to abandon its bastion of of you know all that that law enforcement represents the, the, the precinct house, the police station. it's it's absolutely stunning to me that this action was taken, but I guess. Nothing that Seattle does should surprise me because pretty much every decision that they make when it comes down to law enforcement is completely radical and screwed up. So you would think that an investigation, now, of course, who did the investigation into the surrender of the police station? This ultra-liberal, appointed group of morons called the oversight board these guys have as much investigative experience and legitimacy as 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 my my cats it's these people are given a title they're given a responsible position and they have absolutely no training no experience and they're Told to do a quote investigation unquote. Oh, that's legitimate. Oh, 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 yeah. Let me listen to what these morons have to say. And they're the ones that decreed it. Oh, this is a this was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Let's abandon the police department uh, where all the records are, where there's there's confidential informant files, where there uh, are are weapons stored, and let's abandon it to this lawless mob of, of out-of-control criminals and then they call it all good. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good decision. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. And that's the end of it because there will be no legitimate investigation. You know, it's so, it's so aggravating for me as a law enforcement professional to hear the politicians screaming for accountability, we have to hold the police accountable. And that's that's their that's their rallying cry. Hold the police accountable. We got to hold the police accountable. No one holds the leadership accountable. No one holds the political city leadership accountable. Nobody holds the people who should be accountable accountable. And it just continues on and on and on and on. So Seattle allows their, their police department to be literally overrun. They surrender it. They run away. They, they, can you imagine these poor officers, all who have the ability under the right leadership to not only hold the precinct, but to arrest the punks that are attacking them? Instead, they are forced to allow these animals to attack them and then turn tail and run. It is one of the darkest moments in police history. And and you, you hear almost nothing about it on the mainstream media. Now, I can tell you, I've talked to some Seattle cops. They're ashamed. They're ashamed of their leadership. They're ashamed of their city leadership. And yet, they have no choice to either acquiesce or, or resign. So when it comes down to that, let's, let's go there now. Because they're down somewhere around 400 police officers. They've just said, screw it. They've either retired or they quit. And of course, this has created a public safety hazard that is, that is never been seen before in Seattle. There aren't enough cops to answer the calls. So what does the city do in order to try and protect their people? Well, you would think that they would do everything to try and retain their experienced police officers, but no, no, not them. No, instead their governor and their mayor in Seattle, uh, order a um, a vaccine mandate requiring their cops to get vaccinated or else. Yeah, so that's how we're going to help the situation. We're gonna we're gonna now do everything in our power to control the the um, life and health choices. Of their police officers, so guess what? I know it'll shock you. Oh, a whole bunch more left. Well, I, I, of course they did. It's it's unbelievable to me that this would be the decision that the that the law enforcement leadership and the city leadership would take while they're already in the middle of a crisis involving the loss of their police officers. But yet you hear. You hear no accountability for that. So, it, not only not only is this in Seattle, but this is all over Washington. In fact, the Washington State Patrol officers were one hundred and twenty-seven Washington State Patrol officers lost their job just this previous Monday to the vaccine mandate. It, <coughs> That includes a whole bunch of commissioned troopers. And they just said, we're not doing it. You don't control my life. You don't control my health choices. But the bullies, who, who are much more concerned with power than they are with the public safety, are absolutely just power mad Now, there was kind of it was kind of interesting. There was a trooper who decided that um, he'd had enough. And he signed off on the radio. And this this went viral when he told Governor Inslee that he could kiss his ass that he wasn't going to be doing he wasn't going to be controlled by him. And so he resigned on the air. And he and he told the governor exactly what he thought of him, and you know what? Um, cops across the country that are dealing with are thinking the same thing. In fact, a bunch of Seattle officers took the "Don't Tread on Me" flag and took pictures of the "Don't Tread Don't Tread on Me" flag from the uh, the draping their their police cars with it. Th- this is absolute. Madness, power madness on the part of the governor and the state and the city leadership. But yet, they are getting away with it. And it won't be until this runs through the court system when these firings and terminations are overturned by by the Supreme Court, which is the only court that I think has the guts to stand up to these power-mad politicians and say, you know what? You don't control the lives of these men and women. You control their employment and, 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 and th- that which literally affects the city, but not their lives. That's, there's there's going to be a lot more to this as, as, it, as this plays out. But one thing is for sure, they are clueless in Seattle. And these, and these firings and terminations and resignations are, are really, who do they affect? Of course, they affect the lives of the officers who now suddenly are unemployed. In a time when we should be doing everything to keep people employed, the Democratic leadership in the majority of these cities is doing everything to do just the opposite in their quest in their in their thirst for for um power and controlling the lives and every aspect of the lives of the of their constituents they will literally sacrifice the safety of the people and we're seeing this all over the nation now it's not just Seattle I, I wish I could say it was just this one crazy city but it's not the city of Chicago the same thing is happening that 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 bug-eyed mayor there's Lori Lightfoot who is truly one of the uh, one of the worst mayors when it comes down to public safety and law enforcement you know, Chicago is 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 a uh, is a city of 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 death a city of violence 20 people a weekend shot dozens killed every every week and and instead of allowing the police and empowering the police to do their jobs they do everything possible to make it impossible to do their jobs they just The the state of of Illinois has recently passed some of the most radical anti-law enforcement legislation in the country. I believe it's second only in its insanity to Oregon, who are there even more out of control. But Chicago has taken it even a step further. Not only are they, you know acquiescing to the state laws which have which have basically limited the the amount of power the police have to a point where uh, it's 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 just about impossible to to fight crime but Lori Lightfoot is is going even further now she wants to fire cops that refuse to get the ma- the, the vaccine so here we go again the insane vaccine mandate madness and she doesn't care how it's going to affect the city. She doesn't care. All she cares about is power and I I overheard her speech where she is telling cops that it's get the mandate or else you're going to be fired. You're going to be terminated. Chicago has lost thousands of police officers in the last couple of years because of the way the they have treated their law enforcement. And now Lightfoot is just continuing on marching down the road of destruction of the public safety. So she has told her cops they either vaccine or hit the road. And a bunch of them are just saying hit the road. Now, not only... Are they threatening the officers with termination? Now they've gone even a step further. This is one of the most unbelievable headlines I have ever, ever read. And you know that I should be pretty used to the insane headlines involving law enforcement. But this, this comes from that useless, Worthless. Head of the police department, the Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown, who is worthless. Now, here's what he says Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown has threatened to withhold the pensions of officers who choose to retire after not complying with Mayor Lori Lightfoot's COVID vaccine mandate. So listen to what this means. Listen to what what this really, truly is. The the head of the police department, who is clearly nothing but a puppet of the radical left and that that idiot Mayor Lori Lightfoot, not only is, is telling their police that they will fire them if they don't, get vaccinated. Now they're saying to their officers who have 25 years on who can retire any damn well they please. Now they're saying, yeah, go ahead and retire, but we're not going to give you your pension benefits. What in God's green earth are they thinking? Are they so mad with power that they can tell their police officers who are eligible to retire that if you don't if they don't go along with the program, that pension that you worked 25 years for, that pension that you literally put your life on the line for, many of these officers have been have been brutally assaulted, shot, stabbed, beaten, and now they're saying, but if you don't get vaccinated, we're we're gonna deny you your pension benefits. I mean, is this is this? Orwellian it's 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 mind-boggling, mind-boggling and he gets away with it. He should be terminated for making a threat like that. And there's no way in the world that it could possibly be legal. You can't tell somebody, that they're going to withhold your the pension benefits that you worked 25 years for because you don't like their decision about their own damn health care? And yet, this is the pressure that they put on their police. Like, the cops don't have enough pressure, right? Just walking out of the door. Yes, just two days ago, a Chicago police officer is shot in the face on a, on a, on a nothing call. The guy just takes a gun out and shoots him in the face. So every single day these officers are are literally putting their lives on the line. And and for 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 a, for a a city that couldn't care less about them. You know, I and here's the thing. I don't believe that the the people of Chicago would possibly go along with this. But they are but they're absolutely shunted aside. They they aren't being consulted about the way the leadership is is um, using the public safety funds, they're not, cons- they're, not, they're not being consulted about anything about their own safety. And yet, the power that these politicians wield and the heavy-handed way in which they wield that power is absolutely stunning. We're gonna we're not gonna allow you to have your pension if you don't do what we tell you to do. Holy Mother of God, what have we become? And where is the accountability? Where is where are the adults in the room? It doesn't doesn't that frighten you? Doesn't it make you feel unease? That these are the people that are controlling your public safety. Your elected officials are the ones that are, that are making these insane, power-mad decisions that are going to affect you and your family. If there aren't enough cops to answer 911 calls, which is now, by the way, happening more and more frequently across the United States. This has never happened before. But this is a continuing war on cops that has been waging and raging for the last few years. And I want to, I, I, I to digress just a moment here because at, at, this week was National Police Week, this last week. And National Police Week is a really special time. For law enforcement officers it's a it's a very reflective time because it is it is a, a week that was set aside by President Kennedy years decades ago to honor law enforcement but not only to honor law enforcement but to but to memorialize the the, the, the lives of those who have passed away in the line of duty it is it is um, a, a time where cops across the nation, Look a little um, inward, and and have to come to terms with the knowledge that every day that they go out and do the job may be their last day. And and I personally have buried a number of friends due to them dying in the line of duty, due to them succumbing to the 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 terrible curse of post traumatic stress injury and it's very personal to me so this was national police week and during this week in Washington DC there is a memorial there that bears the name of every law enforcement officer killed in the line of duty every single one it is simplistic in in its appearance <clears throat> it's a it's a large um, it's a large couple of walls that in the granite just has the name of, of each officer. And this year, they added more than 700 new names to that wall. More than 700 law enforcement officers who died in the line of duty in the last couple of years. Their families are there. <clears throat> Their loved ones are are there, and and, a, and a, a beautiful ceremony takes place. There's a candlelight vigil that takes place by the memorial. Generally speaking, there are speeches by um, the top level officials of the government, and in this case, President Biden showed up. Now, it really is a, a, a symbolism at its best that the that the President of the United States shows up to pay their respects for the service and sacrifice of the officers who died in the line of duty. But I gotta tell you, Biden showing up there, and he said he said a few of the right things, but then he added into that, he he had to add his political narrative in there which basically talked about police racism which which of course destroys biden's credibility at all when it comes down to law enforcement and also let's put it this way actions speak louder than words mr president When the first one of the first things biden did when he came into office was remove the ability for the military to pass down life-saving equipment to law enforcement agencies across the country. Under the, under the ridiculous narrative that, oh, it's, the police are getting too militarized. They've even gone so far as to start taking equipment back that, that our officers have been using. So, what does that mean in in reality? Well, let me give you an illustration. Everybody that has that has watched some of the drama on television during serious events, like natural um, natural uh, floods and and man-made disasters like the uh, Florida massacre in the nightclub. There are amazing visuals that come out of that, where law enforcement will, will use a armored vehicle, an arm- armored personnel carrier, to evacuate victims or use it as a shield to shield them from gunfire while rescuing victims. And this is one of the major pieces of equipment that were made available under... George W. Bush, and under Donald Trump. It was stopped under, under Obama, of course it was. And then the first thing that Biden did was he ended the program too. This is, when I say actions speak louder than words, well, Mr. President, you go to National Police Week, you mumble your way through this, this speech where you're supposed to be honoring the lives and sacrifice of American police officers and instead you throw your own political garbage narrative in there where you're basically blaming the police for some of these issues and then you, in reality make the lives of these law enforcement officers across the United States less safe because of your decisions. Let me tell you, Joe Biden is no friend of the American law enforcement officer. Never has been. I, I, I almost find it insulting that he shows up at an event like this. But as the president, I guess he should, but I, I really wish he would... He would just shut the hell up and say something that is actually respectful in a way that you believe it. Because I don't believe a damn thing that he's saying. Because his actions say quite differently. So you've got the madness of Seattle, the insanity of Chicago, and you have the, the President of the United States going to the most reflective time in the history of law enforcement week where the, where the police are supposed to be honored for their sacrifice. And, uh, and he shows up and throws politics into it. It
1: was a vision that gave birth to a unique multimedia platform that would combine classic talk radio, great writers, and memorable podcasts and videos. AmericaOutloud.com is a conservative leader in a field that is predominantly run by far-left progressive globalists. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio.
0: Hi, this is Randy Sutton, the host of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement on the America Out Loud Network. And everybody is shopping online now, right? Everybody is, is going and getting their wares because it's convenient, it's easier. But here's the problem. I don't like giving my money to companies that simply don't go along with the values that I believe are important, I value patriotism. I value love of country. I value our police. I value our army and our navy and our military. I believe that these are really important values and unfortunately a lot of the big players in online shopping they don't. They instead they they promote a bunch of of, of activists that that truly do not even like our country. I don't like it. So, I, but you know, what else are you going to do? There's pretty much just been one game in town. Well, that's changing right now. That's changing because now there is shoptotheright.com. Now, shoptotheright.com is a new endeavor, but it is it is gaining traction for shopping online and putting your your wares online if you are a business. And, and looking for customers that care about the country, that care about patriotism, care about values that the most of us uh, do share. And, and, and it really comes down to this. Do you want to give your money to companies that promote organizations that actually sometimes even call for the overthrow of our nation? Not me. I don't want to. Well, I never had much of a choice, but now we do. ShopToTheRight.com. You gotta check it out, whether you are shopping or you are selling. If you're a company, check it out. Shoptothewright.com. Tell them Randy sent you. I want to tell you about an organization that I'm going to ask you to support. It's called the Wounded Blue, and you can see it at theWoundedBlue.org. They are the national assistance and support organization for injured and disabled law enforcement officers. Now, by uh, I have to tell you the truth, and that is that I am the founder of that organization and the national director. What do they do? They provide peer support for injured and disabled officers all over the United States. They have a team of dedicated police officers, all who have been shot or stabbed or beaten or run over or faced psychological trauma, and they know exactly what these men and women are going through today. It's free, of course, because this is a national, nonprofit, charitable organization. They don't take any fees. Nobody makes any money on this deal. This is just about helping those men and women who have sacrificed so much for their communities and their country. Check it out at thewoundedblue.org. Your support is, is really needed. These men and women uh, have been abused in ways you can't even imagine. In fact, if you got a moment, go to Amazon.com. And look at our documentary film called The Wounded Blue Service Sacrifice Betrayed. You will be shocked. Check it out, thewoundedblue.org, and support these men and women. Thank you. I want to talk about a few other things that's going on. You know, we're talking, I told you that the Police Memorial Week is when we honor the lives of those who've been. We've lost their lives in the line of duty, whether that's being murdered in the line of duty or, or dying in a crash or from COVID, but a line of duty death. But when it comes down to the violence towards police, we are seeing an incredible rise. 51, this is from the FBI statistics, that were just released. 51% More officers have been murdered in 2021 so far than last year. Think of what that means. The FBI is reporting, this is from the Boston Herald, the FBI is reporting that 59 law enforcement officers have been feloniously killed in the line of duty so far this year. A 51% spike compared to the 39 deaths at this time last year. The 59 officer deaths mean about one officer has been murdered every five days this year. And that's the head, that's from the head of the FBI's Boston division. Not only that, but the number of assaults on law enforcement, that is the physical attacks, has also risen. And according to the FBI special agent. This is his quote, disturbing and alarming. Well, no kidding. He says there's been a tremendous uptick in the felonious killing of officers. And not only are the numbers dramatically rising over the last couple of years, the percent of unprovoked attacks has significantly risen. These unprovoked attacks combined with pursuits, tactical situations and ambushes have been the cause for 74% of the felonious deaths so far this year. In 2020, those four circumstances represented just 28% of the deaths. That's startling. It's frightening. Now the FBI has also released its annual report on law enforcement officers assaulted in the line of duty. Last year, more than 60 Thousand law enforcement officers were assaulted while performing their duty. That's more than 4,000 that were assaulted in 2020. You're, you're seeing the trend here? Because the trend is not good. The trend is more and more violence towards law enforcement and at the same time, you're seeing the War on Cops waged from within. What, what do I mean when I say that? W- waged from within. That's within the system. The, the same system that every law enforcement officer strives to uphold, the criminal justice system, has now has now entered a, a, a time in history when the very people who are supposed to be part of that system are attacking the American law enforcement officer. Just as I was talking about earlier with the, with the leadership in Seattle and the leadership in Chicago. They're eating their young. That's what, that's what we call it. When the administrations of the police departments care so little for the lives of their cops that they are willing to sacrifice them in 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 battle because let me tell you when you're a cop and you are being assaulted that is called personal combat that is a battle and we and now with this new statistic coming out more and more officers are losing that battle and they're losing their lives this is a time when all america should be standing up standing up for the police. Now, and, you know, here's what's ironic, is that there was recently a poll that came out that followed several other polls over the last few years that basically said the same thing, that almost 70% of Americans believe in their cops, trust in their cops, believe that they are doing the right thing, believe that they make the, their, their neighborhood safer. So if if 70% of people believe in and trust their police how is it that the people elected to represent them are so out of touch and so um absolutely careless with their the the the, the trust that's been given to them by these people that they are willing to sacrifice the safety and the very the very living very livings that these cops need to make in order to survive. It shows an incredible disconnect. And I guess maybe that is, you know, when you hear the term political elite, I guess that's what it means. They, they are elitists in that they don't care what the people think. They only care about what their personal and professional and, and political agendas are. They don't care about the people. And that's what we're seeing all over the country. So, you know, this dramatic rise in killings of police officers, all that will do, my friends, is make your lives more, not more, less safe. Because if people are so emboldened, that they feel like they can, they can kill a cop, an armed police officer, what does that say about how they're going to view you and your family when you are out shopping, when you are parking your car? I just, I had a friend who was in Oakland recently, and she told me that the people there are so afraid of of leaving their homes that many just stay barricaded in their homes. They will travel two or three deep in a car because they're afraid of getting pulled out of their car and 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 murdered and um, having their car stolen. So Oakland's a city under siege, and this is another perfect example of out of control city government that doesn't care enough to actually step in and allow their cops to be their cops so this is this is not something to be wished away because it's not going away it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and all of us are less safe those that wear the badge and those that are served by people wearing the badge so these these statistics are startling a 7.2% jump in assaults in a year and yet you still have men and women who wear those badges with deep pride and refuse to surrender, refuse to give up, that still put on that badge, hoping that things are going to change for the better, that there are going to be better days ahead. I pray that that is is true. I pray that America comes to its senses and doesn't allow the radical left to continually assault and demean and destroy the careers of those who care so much for their communities that they're willing to put that badge on day after day, go out on the streets, and even, even under the circumstances that exist today, continue to work to make those streets safer. So I guess one of the things that I'm asking of you is to understand what these men and women are dealing with every single day now. Treat them with respect. Let them know that you care about them. Don't be afraid to come up to an officer and say, thank you for your service. They appreciate it more than you might think. And you know, I, you know, I guess this is a time I should mention this too. In my conversations, I interact with police officers multiple times a day from all over the country. In my role as as um, a journalist on this show, and also as a, a a person that does a lot of news interviews regarding law enforcement, and also as the as the founder of the Wounded Blue, my organization that in that assists injured and disabled officers, so I'm i I'm, I've got my finger on the pulse of the law enforcement community in a big way, and. One of the things that I've found very interesting is the number of cops who tell me that, yeah, they're they're facing a lot of turmoil out there, but they've never had more people come up to them and acknowledge them. and And literally, I have officers tell me that every time they go into a restaurant, some anonymous person picks up their tab. So that tells me that there is hope that that, that the American people will start will suddenly start standing up and, and making the lives of officers better, that it will make the lives of officers safer, that they will, they will demonstrate to the leadership of this country and the leadership of their cities that it's time to stop harassing, haranguing, destroying their law enforcement morale, and it's time to start respecting them and making a difference. That's my hope. Trouble getting to
1: sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormones. Support delivered in a patent pending pill-free ultra absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep. Stay asleep. Sleep deeply and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM sleep. Go to healthycell.com and use code OutLoud for 20% off your first order. That's healthycell.com. H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L and use code OutLoud for 20% off.
0: I know we were a little disappointed because we've had to push back the Brothers in Blue bash for a few months because of the COVID insanity. Now, on October 17th, we are still going to have a virtual Brothers in Blue bash, kind of like a tease, and we're going to raise some money. We're going to have some tremendous auction items. So uh, uh, stay listening to uh, this and go to the Facebook page, Brothers in Blue Bash Las Vegas, and get the information there. Now, March 27th, that is a Saturday night here in Las Vegas. The Brothers in Blue Bash, which is going to be the largest celebration of law enforcement, unity, and pride to benefit the Wounded Blue. It's going to be right here in Las Vegas. Got some tremendous tremendous entertainment lined up for you there's going to be uh it's going to be an event to remember fantastic hotel room uh prices at the orleans just go to the brothers in blue bash uh, facebook page and you can uh, make your um, make your reservations there you can get a table you can get seats you can sponsor all kinds of things check it out facebook page brothers in blue bash las vegas End of Watch with Randy Sutton. Each week here on Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, we pay our respects to the men and women of the law enforcement profession who have made the ultimate sacrifice and given their lives in the line of duty. Last week was National Police Week, in which time law enforcement honors all of those officers who lost their lives in the line of duty that year and in previous years. And unfortunately, the milestone continues that more deaths of law enforcement officers due to murder and other causes uh, just continues to climb. I have uh, a number of names to read this week. First is Deputy Sheriff Oliver Little, Floyd County Sheriff's Office, Kentucky. Deputy Sheriff Oliver Little died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19 in the line of duty. Deputy Sheriff Little had served with the Floyd County Sheriff's Office for six years. He is survived by two children. Deputy Sheriff Oliver Little, Floyd County Sheriff's Office, Kentucky. End of Watch, Wednesday, October thirteenth, twenty twenty-one. The next is Police Officer Yandy Torino, Hollywood Police Department, Florida. Police Officer Yandy Torino was shot and killed after responding to reports of a suspicious person pulling on door handles in the four thousand block of North Hills Drive at about 10.30 p.m. The man began struggling with officers when they attempted to detain him. He drew a concealed weapon, shot Officer Torino during the struggle. Other officers were able to take him into custody and rendered aid to Officer Torino, but he succumbed to his wounds a short time later. The subject was charged with burglary, assault on a law enforcement officer, carrying a concealed weapon, grand larceny, resisting arrest and first-degree murder. Officer Trino served the Hollywood police for four years, he had been the recipient of five supervisors' commendations and had been recognized as Officer of the Month in June 2020. Police Officer Yandy Chirino, Hollywood Police, Florida. End of Watch Sunday, October 17th, 2021. Police Officer Ryan Hayworth of the Nightdale Police Department in North Carolina. Police Officer Ryan Hayworth was killed when his patrol car was struck from behind by a suspected drunk driver at about 2.40 a.m. Officer Hayworth along with his training officer were at the scene of a single vehicle crash on I-540 when their patrol car was struck by the other vehicle which failed to move over or reduce in speed. Officer Hayworth suffered fatal injuries in the collision. His training officer as well as the original accident victim and the suspected drunk driver were seriously injured as well. Officer Hayworth was a U.S. Army veteran has served with the Nightdale Police Department for only three months. Police Officer Ryan Hayworth, Nightdale Police Department, North Carolina. End of Watch Sunday, October 17th, 2021. Sergeant Raquel Virginia Sanders, Amarillo Police Department, Texas. Sergeant Raquel Saunders died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19 while in the line of duty. Sergeant Saunders has served with the Amarillo Police for 23 years, had previously served with the Potter County Sheriff's Office for four years. She has survived by four children. Sergeant Raquel Virginia Sanders, Amarillo Police Department, Texas, end of watch Wednesday, October 13th, 2021. And Deputy Constable Kareem Atkins, Harris County Constable's Office, Precinct 4, Texas. Deputy Constable Kareem Atkins was shot and killed from ambush while arresting a robbery suspect in the parking lot of a sports bar at 4477 North Freeway in Houston. He and two other deputy constables were working a secondary employment assignment at the restaurant when a patron informed them of a robbery in the parking lot. Deputy Atkins and one of the other deputies responded to the location, taking a suspect into custody when another man opened fire on them from behind with an AR-15 rifle. Deputy Atkins was struck in the head and fatally wounded while the second deputy was shot in the back and seriously wounded. The third deputy heard the shots and was wounded as he rushed to assist the others. Deputy Atkins was transported to Memorial Hermann Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. A person of interest was taken into custody. Deputy Constable Atkins has served the Harris County Constable's Office for two and a half years. He has survived by his wife and two children. Deputy Constable Kareem Atkins, Harris County Constable's Office, Precinct 4, Texas. End of watch, Saturday, October 16th, 2021. Each of these officers gave their lives in the line of duty, serving and protecting their communities. May they rest in peace. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. I really do appreciate you taking the time and effort to support this show and all of law enforcement. A couple things I want to mention. First, if you truly support law enforcement, please check out thewoundedblue.org. That is the organization that helps injured and disabled law enforcement officers, uh, an institution that I was instrumental in founding. They are doing amazing work, and there are literally thousands and thousands of officers who can use your help. Also, if you are a law enforcement officer or have been, remember that at the end of October, we are holding the Law Enforcement Survival Summit in Las Vegas, And you can get all the information on that at the website, thewoundedblue.org. This will be uh, an epic training event and could literally save your life, save your career, and even your relationships. So check it out at thewoundedblue.org. Now I'm going to tease you with just one last thing before we say goodbye. For those of you who are familiar with my past history, you'll know that I've written several books, two of which are in the series called True Blue, Police Stories by Those Who Have Lived Them. Well, I am getting ready to announce that there will be a third book in that series, and I will be looking for authors, police authors that are either currently police or retired former police officers and I'm just going to tease you with that because I will be announcing this and this is going to be uh, an amazing book. The last two sold very well and helped to show the reader what the realities are of police officers and the heart behind the badge. So keep your eye out and keep on tuning in to true blue radio well that's one that's one word for it but it's blue lives radio the voice of american law enforcement but it is true blue